Welcome to the Bible Fall, where we unpack the jewels of God's Word. I'm Jason. And I'm Katrina. And we are back after a couple of, couple of weeks off. Now, today's episode is a continuation of our series, Living the Christian Lifestyle. And originally this week, we were going to discuss how God sees sin and how that impacts us. But after hearing a children's message at church, we decided to talk about the roles of parents and children in a Christian lifestyle. So, for our reading, we'll look at Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 4. And that says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So first off, what is Paul saying here? So Paul is saying that children should obey their parents, and the Greek word that Paul uses is translated, that we translate obey, gives an emphasis on listening. And this is what the children's message in church was about, listening to parents. For their part, however, parents are to raise children in the ways of the Lord. So, should children always listen to their parents? This is a part of the Bible that I think is under-addressed, but considering how often parents and children are at odds and how many strained relationships there are, I think it's important to discuss So Jesus himself actually provides us an answer here and even gives several examples with his own family. Jesus' answer to the question is in Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, where he says, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And an example comes to us in Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 51, which reads, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, and as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Now in this example, Jesus went back with his earthly parents, and he was indeed submissive to them, but only after his duty to the Father was fulfilled. The same thing happens later in his ministry in Matthew chapter 12, where his mother and his brothers wished to speak to him while he was teaching. His response was to say, whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So children should listen to God first, then their parents. If the two instructions conflict, such as if a parent tells their child to do something against the will of God, then the child should focus on God first and follow him. And then as per Paul's instruction, 
A parent's role is to instruct their child in line with God's will so that the instruction that is given to the child is unified and not conflicting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think they also added in our children's sermon um, a lot about being immediate. And you notice that a lot in the Bible is God will give an instruction to somebody and the best course of action is to obey him immediately. Um, you think about the disciples who immediately dropped their nets and followed followed Jesus. Um, and they used another verse talking about immediately following your parents. And once again, there's that parallel. As long as it follows what God is also saying, absolutely go for it. Yeah, and I mean, other examples of immediate obedience, you have a bunch of them. The pillar of fire that helped, or the cloud in the um, wilderness that helped lead the Israelites. They had to make sure that they made camp, and then if they walked out in the morning and the cloud was raised up, then they were they had to get ready to move. But as long as, as, long as the cloud stayed over the tent of meeting, they were supposed to stay exactly where they were. And they didn't know until the day of, and then they'd wake up, they'd see it, and they'd have to react immediately. Or when you're seeing, as you mentioned, the disciples having to react time and time again to instruction that was immediate. Go and grab the um, the colt that Jesus was to ride into Jerusalem on. And all of that kind of stuff had to be immediate. But that being said... Where the obedience should be immediate, there also should be a discernment between whether it is with or against God's will. And I think that with regards to the strained relationships that people have, a lot of people have these days, I think that it's important to note that you ought to know God's word. You ought to know what his, uh, what his desire for you is so that when you go to obey, you can compare it to God's word and know exactly where the source of the instruction is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's about all I have for today. Do you have any other thoughts? That will do it for me. Uh, next week, we're actually going to go ahead and do a summary episode for Living the Christian Lifestyle. Uh, before delving into Bible stories, we're going to actually go into the Bible stories, read the Bible stories with you guys, and then uh, break it apart and see how that applies to some of the struggles that we face even now, that the Bible itself is not dead. Uh, it very much is applicable now, and we're going to use these stories to show you how. And uh, hopefully you guys will find some very good meaning out of it. I know that I certainly have, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Yeah, me too. I, there's some stories that I'm just particularly excited for, too. Um, so if you have any ideas, any stories you want us to cover in the future, any questions, comments, you name it, please be sure to head over to our Instagram page at the Bible Vault Podcast and shoot us a message. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us today on the Bible Vault. God bless, and we'll see you next